We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Mets general manager, uh, Brody Van Wagenen, from time to time, will stop in and uh, pinch hit for his uh, manager, and he will do that today. Brody, welcome. How are you? Thanks, Mike. How are you? Good. All right. Brody, uh, give me a state of the uh, union right now. Uh, Off the series in Philly, as you get an off day going to St. Louis, give me the state of the Mets. Well, tough loss. Tough loss today. Obviously, we'd have liked to get the uh, the rubber game before hitting the road. But but we feel good. I mean, I think we have uh, shown a lot of good things here over the course of the first 17, 18 games of the year. And uh, we feel like we're swinging the bats pretty well. We came up a little short today. But overall... We uh, we feel confident heading into St. Louis. You have swung the bats well. One thing, though, uh, you have to be a little worried about is your pitching has been uh, mediocre, to say the least. Yeah, I, look, I think that uh, this team was built on on good starting pitching. We we added some key pieces to the bullpen this year. We don't have a uh, an overriding concern with any stretch of the imagination about where our starting pitching is going to be or our bullpen is going to be. I think that every one of those guys has had a hiccup or two as have a lot of guys around around baseball at this point as everybody's sort of getting their getting in the rhythm and groove, but but we've got a good uh, a good core group of guys and and I know they need to be be more consistent. We want them to be more consistent and I have no doubt that they will. You want to tell me what's going on with Jacob uh, Degrom? I just heard he scratched from his appearance, from his thought. Uh, he is going to be backed up because he ha- is sick. Is that what I'm hearing now? Yeah, he's got uh, he's got strep throat, so he's been uh, he's been battling it, been a little under the weather. And at this point, we just wanted to make sure that uh, before we before we run him out there, that he's strong and good to go. How do you feel about Wheeler right now off what you've seen this year? He's really one where you, well, had, you had questions about did, was what we saw the second half, those last 15 starts, was that real Wheeler? Was that the guy you could count on? He hasn't been that guy yet, but today was better. What, what, what do you think about what you've seen so far from Wheeler? Yeah, the last two, two starts I think were, were very positive. Today kept us in the game, went through seven innings, and uh, and was efficient and and threw the ball really well. His stuff has been premium since the start of spring training, so I think that gives us confidence as well. He pitched well against Atlanta, and you know I think that uh, if a guy is going to go out and give seven innings and three runs, we we should be able to be able to compete and, and win most of those ball games. Can you live with your fifth starter right now? Do you think you can get through with him, or do you have any other plans? Well, I, I think that we we can and we we think that Jason Vargas with his track record and even some of the conversations with him that we've had with him here so far is he's got fire he's got passion he's got uh he's got confidence that he can go out and do the job and and we're going to uh, continue to ride him and and with any player on our roster if we have to evaluate different scenarios as we go forward we'll do so but right now we uh we're going to roll roll with the 25 guys we have he's got passion but he's also got a 14 ERA that that he does so, I mean, there comes a point where you can't keep wheeling them out there. So, I mean, wh- wh- for you, what is, a fair, what, what is a fair number of starts, and are you in the market for any, anybody else to, to fill that role? 
So I, I think a fair number of starts will be as long as he's competitive and giving us a chance, and that's true for any of our starters for that matter, save the ones that have, uh, have larger guaranteed contracts. Um, we are, uh, we're we're going to give him the, the leash and the, and the rope to go out and, and pitch well. And as long as he does that, then we can, we can not have to feel like it's a daily, daily evaluation. And, you know, until then, you know, I think that uh, we'll, we'll get the best out of him and make sure that we've got, you know, another 11 or 12 guys in the bullpen that are, are in the you know, pitching staff that are going to be able to come, uh, come pick up the slack for whoever needs it. Do you feel you have someone who can – do you feel you have depth inside? Do you think you can reach down or use somebody else that can step in? Do you think you have depth in your organization if you need a starter? Uh, do you I, feel you have guys in the organization who can fill that bill? Yeah, I, Mike, I think we do. You know, I think that we have two guys here that are that are with our club in, in Seth Lugo and Robert Kesselman that uh, they've had – experience came up to the minor leagues as starters that they could be stretched out to start. You got to look at Drew Gagnon the other night who came in and did a good job getting through some, some tough innings in a game there where it could have, could have taxed our bullpen. He did a nice job. Corey Oswalt came up and again, in a tough situation, gave, gave us some innings. And, you know, we've got Hector Santiago down there who's a veteran and we have uh, Walker Lockett and Chris Flexen, you know, Lockett's going to be advancing his, uh, his throwing program. So he'll be back sooner rather than later. And we got Chris Flexen down there. So I, I do think we have some, some guys that, that can roll out, call them sixth, seventh, eighth starters, whatever they need to be. And when you have to plug and play them, whether that's in long relief or whether they, they're starting for any of our five guys, I think we've got, uh, you know, some, some depth there that, that, uh, maybe is, is not, not quite as bad as other people see, and in fact, quite the contrary, that, that runs a little deeper than most people realize. Your best move, I think, so far was the decision to bring Alonzo from day one. Uh, you didn't have to do that. You could have gone the other way. You didn't, and he has uh, paid incredible dividends. Uh, he's become a you know, really the face of the team in, in, in short order. I mean, when you have an everyday player who has that kind of power, he's got a little personality too. Um, so you have to be delighted with what you've seen from him so far. We're, we're thrilled, and, and to his credit, I mean, he, he earned it. He had a challenge in front of him. He had an opportunity in front of him. And from day one of spring training, this guy went out and hammered the baseball. He's played much better defense than, than most people expected him to. He's worked his butt off, and he's brought an energy. He's got a little personality, too. He's got a little personality. He does. He he's does. Like, yeah, he, he does. does. Yeah. Yeah. You see him, Mike, getting on the bases and, and waving his hands to the dugout. He's he, he's he's not a veteran. I'm sorry, he's not a rookie that's, that's sort of sitting sitting in the corner waiting for for his uh, his time. He's he's standing up and and being a leader. I know people have been critical of Cano. I'll, I I won't be. I have faith in Cano. I think he'll hit. He hit in spring training. I know he'll hit. Uh, I don't worry about him. Uh, do worry about a couple other guys. Um, a couple of things. Number one, McNeil. Love what he does with the bat. I think he's a terrific hitter. I'd feel com- more comfortable if he could have a, a home rather than be a guy because I don't think he's a good enough fielder to bounce all over the field. Have you given any thought to making him give him one one permanent place to play every day? We we describe McNeil in a very complimentary way, in a simple way here in, here in the clubhouse and here amongst the coaching staff and the front office. Is McNeil's a baseball player? I, I think this guy feels like and and we wouldn't tell him he couldn't. He, he could do anything on the field. He you know, can I hit. I tell you that much. Like he, he can catch. Hit. He probably thinks he could do anything. He loves playing. 
And I think his role on this team is to provide us versatility while being able to get that bat in the lineup in a variety of different, different places. And, and uh, he's done it so far, and I think he's, he's still gaining experience in the outfield. And overall, we've been very pleased with his defense at both, at both places. But, Brody, wouldn't it be fair to him, considering how good he is with the bat, to just let him master a position where he could get comfortable rather than – because he's looked a little uncomfortable in the outfield at times. And I understand that. He's bouncing around. But if you ask him to play two or three positions, that's tough. It's it's not easy, and it uh, and he's done a tremendous job, and he's worked his butt off for it. And I think the you know the fun part is is if he's not comfortable now hitting 420, I don't know how comfortable he can get. Well, yeah, no, I think listen, no one's questioning him at the plate. I think he can just flat hit. I have a question of whether he'll get comfortable enough to be good where you can feel comfortable about him in the outfield or third wherever you'd like to play him the most. That's all. Yeah, I like, think the coaching staff and the players and him himself, and certainly from my standpoint, we do feel comfortable with him out there in left field. We think that progress will only continue, and, and we feel good about him going out there today, and we feel good about him going out there tomorrow, and, and that goes for third base and second base, and those three positions, we feel like he can, he can interchange with those pretty effectively. What is Frazier's role when he comes back? So Frazier, hopefully he's, he's got another game today and we'll reassess his timeline, but he'll be another one of these guys that can give us versatility, pr- primarily at third base and first base. But Frazier's a, a very good defender, and if he can continue to swing the bat uh, the way he has previously in his career, he can be another, another force for us at multiple positions. But, I mean, you got Smith. It's going to be hard to ca- carry Smith, McNeil. I mean, unless McNeil becomes a primary outfielder because you got Smith who you can't even get in the games very much with Alonzo, and now you got Frazier. So you see he's probably going to have to play a lot of third, which I guess would maybe move McNeil more primarily into the outfield. Can Frazier get an everyday job, or are you looking at him more as a guy who's going to be a utility guy. You know, I'd add one more name to that too, Mike. Is JD Davis? Is Davis he's, a guy? He's Listen, played, he's hit enough home well runs him. to be in the mix too. Okay, yeah. But, yeah, but yeah. you know, you want Alonzo to play every day the way he hits, so you know that doesn't give you a lot of flexibility at first base. Yeah, so I, I think that as long as all of those guys are continuing to perform well, we'll find bats for him. You know, I think the way you've seen these first uh, first couple of weeks go is we've used all of our position players every day. I mean, these guys, whether they're coming in for defense late in the game, whether they're coming in for big pitch hit at bat. No, Smith's been very versatile. He's been very it, versatile. I, I, I agree with Smith. I think he's done a good job. I, I, and I like his attitude. I think his attitude has been great. If there's anything you're a little light at, it's the right-handed side of things in the outfield with Broxton, who doesn't look like much of a bat, and Lagares, who, again, we know what kind of glove he's got. Again, we don't know how good the bat is. That would be the only issue I would have is in the outfield, a righty bat. Yeah, and, and we have we've talked about and, and already started the the work of getting J D Davis some reps here uh, in the pregame workouts here, trying to get get him some, even some more versatility. He's played outfield in the past, in the so he league. can play. He so he would play some left field. Davis probably it's possible. That's okay. possible depending on how that development goes. Okay, and you feel comfortable McNeil in left, or, or did you feel comfortable anywhere else in the outfield or just in left field? I think we would limit him to left field. You know, okay. you talked about the how hard it is to to ask him to continue to. Does do he have things. a problem? In, uh, does he feel comfortable in left field? If you ask him, does he, he feel does. comfortable there? He does, and okay. and I think that the I think he's he's made all but maybe two plays, and and if you ask him, he feels like he'd make both of those plays ninety nine percent of the time, and and has no doubt that he'll make them the next time. How do you feel about Broxton so far? We've been pleased. I mean, Broxton has been a 
you know, dynamic weapon on the bases. I mean, he's come in, stolen some big bases and big spots. He's gotten some big hits. You know, even even today, had put himself in a position to uh, to run that count deep and and got a got a fastball and and just just swung through it. But you know, he's uh, he's come up and, and been a good good positive force for us. And and defensively, I think he's he's been able to run some balls down and and he's. He's been a uh, he's been a good guy for us. I was shocked he threw him a, after blowing a two one by him. I was shocked he threw him a two two breaking ball. I was shocked because uh, I figured he'd throw him another fastball on two two. He threw him the breaking ball and went three two, and then got him with the yeah. fastball on three two. I was shocked he threw him a two two breaking ball, but he got away with his, it. His it split was his yeah yeah his split was his bread and butter today. So I think he just yeah. kept wanting to go go to it, but uh, yeah. but we almost almost got him. Almost, almost. Hey, listen, uh, it happens. Uh, so overall, right now. As you head to St. Louis, we know, and there's a lot of teams for some reason, I don't know if you have an opinion on this, a lot of top pitchers are struggling. They all have, a lot of them have inflated the ERA so early in the season. I don't know why that is. I mean, uh, it's not every pitcher, but it's a lot of guys. A lot of guys you wouldn't expect it from have inflated ERAs. You have a couple of them. Uh, Scherz is another one. Verland is another. We can go down the list. I don't know if there's a reason for it, but there's a lot of guys in that boat this year. Yeah, and, and I think sometimes early in the year you see more of that because guys have three good ones. Stephen Matz is a perfect example. He has three good starts and he has has one one bad one, and all of a sudden now he's got a four four nine ERA as opposed to a sub sub one ERA. So the the sample sizes can skew it, and it, it doesn't necessarily tell the picture of how guys have pitched. But I think that some of that stuff will normalize over here over the course of the next couple of weeks, statistically speaking. I think the guys that are you know at least from our standpoint, our guys we we think are going to pitch well their next turn through. But statistically, when you look at ERAs, I think across the league those will start to come down. Configuration? Uh, are you looking? For I guess everybody's looking for help in the bullpen. I mean, listen, everyone would like to have another arm in the bullpen, no matter who they are. Uh, it's not easy to do. Are you looking actively for anything right now in the bullpen? You know, I've, I've said this, Mike. I think you probably heard me say it to you on the show over and over again, like a broken record. That that we'll always look to try to improve the team. Uh, we're developing guys in the minor leagues. We're you know working with our guys here in the big leagues, look, looking at pitch sequences and how to optimize their usage to have them be even better than they've been. And then you know we'll always keep our eyes open and on other players via trade or anything else from an acquisition cost. But for the most part, you know I think our focus is internally and our focus is trying to trying to get these the talented guys we have pitching at their best. And we've seen some of these guys be be really good and and be lights out the way Edmund Diaz was the other night. Wilson's throwing the ball well. Lugo was lights out the other night. So I think we're starting to see uh, what the upside is of some of these guys. Diaz, now, Diaz has been terrific. Uh, and what he did the other night. Now, does he have anything with this arm? Is there anything that you're worried about with him with this arm? I mean, uh, the spur, is there anything that you, that's, that's of a concern of all with him with, with this thing? Do you have to take not, any not precautions with him with this thing? Not, not at all. You know, I think the spur has been talked talked a lot about, but the spur, you know, from what I understand, was actually there when he first entered professional. I mean, he throws the ball great, so I know that. But I mean, so yeah. I mean, it's nothing you have to deal with as far as rest, as far as anything. Uh, no, yeah, that's it. Nothing it's, at all. No right? maintenance at all. He's the the only thing we want to do is continue to put him in a spot to to succeed. Make sure he's comfortable. Make sure he's prepared. His expectations are set, and that he can come in and be as good as he was on Monday night. And is it a hard and fast for your organization? That he does not in the regular season under any circumstances come in the eighth inning is that is that is that a hard and fast rule for your team? You know, I think you always have to be careful with absolutes or hard and right. Fast. But I mean, for the I most think, part, yes. 
I think our plan right now is to to try to use him in situations where it's three outs, where he doesn't have to get up and down. Gotcha. Uh, obviously, situations or other variables beyond just that particular game may have to influence that at different points in time. But if our bullpen is sort of set up and guys are are available on certain nights, then you know our plan is certainly to use him in those those limited situations. What would you say about your division? Uh, everyone talked about the four teams being very close right now in the standings. They are very close. Phillies edged out a little bit in front of you guys now, but not much. Uh, you know, three games divides the four teams. Um, you're ten and eight. Uh, you head to St. Louis. Uh, how do you, so? What would you say about the race? What would you say about you guys uh, after 18 games? I think it's going to be a battle royale, as most people were expecting. I mean, when we got on the plane to fly down to Atlanta, we look up at the standings. I think there was a three-way tie for first place. We we come down here. We uh, we win Monday night. A couple of the other guys lost in the division. All of a sudden, we're seeing, okay, we, we stand alone in first place. I think it's going to be a back-and-forth battle every step along the way, especially early for us when we have six games with Washington, six games with Philly, and three with Atlanta all in April. I mean, that's, yeah, you've, all, be, now you've seen all three of them as you go play, go play St. Louis. You've now seen all three of them. Anything surprise you about the teams you got to beat in your division? Anything grab your eye or anything that you thought was a little different than you thought? You know, I, I don't think there's anything, anything surprising. I think that the, their lineups have some length to it. I think that they've got good arms, and I think that everybody is going to feel like you you gotta, you got to hang in these games and get to – get to each other's bullpens and then and then go try to win these games late but i think that all these teams are going to be able to score runs and and i think from our standpoint what i what i feel best about is is that while there wasn't as much talked about in the off season our offense is going to be able to produce runs and if we can we can stay in games we know our pitching will be able to get, give us a chance to take us over the hump well the offense has been well first of all a couple of things uh conforto's having the year you'd hope for and McNeil looks like he's a guy who's going to just rake and hit 300. And no one could have thought Alonzo right now. Now, listen, he's, I understand he hasn't been around the league a couple of times yet. But he, I like the way he keeps himself balanced. I like the way he uses right field. He doesn't get fooled a lot on pitches, uh, even a breaking ball. So I don't see him having to make a lot of crazy adjustments. So I'd be surprised if he falls off a cliff. But, um, I mean, no one expected him to be this good. I mean, he's been great. He's been great, and and you mentioned it going to right field. He's used a big part of the field, and he, when you can hit balls 450 feet into fountains to the center of the diamond and get rewarded for that, it gives you you know the reinforcement that that's that's what he should be doing. And I think yeah, he's got you, scary power. He has yeah, that, he, he, he's hit a couple of one irons that are just scary. I mean, he really he, has. He and I mean, Davis yeah. both have those low line drives. One iron is a great uh, great description, Mike. Yeah, it really are. I mean, scary. I mean, how far he hits the ball, it really is, and. Uh, he has opposite field power like a Piazza, which you don't see every day. I mean, he can hit the ball. He hits it square. He hits it out to right field. I mean, he doesn't have to hit it great to hit it out to right field. He could hit it okay and get it out to right field. It's fun to watch. The ball absolutely explodes off of Did you back. guys expect, I mean, if, if your projection was this kind of power or no? Oh, I mean, he had 36 homers in five months of the minor league season last year. So we knew the power was real. I, uh, I saw him at the Futures game last, last summer and then saw him at the Arizona Fall League Stars game, hit a ball off a 102-mile-an-hour fastball, hit it about 430 feet. So the power, the power is real, and if you watch him take batting practice, I think he maybe had a chance to come down to spring training. I Were you able him. to see him take yeah. BP? Yeah, I did. I saw him. Yeah, I, he's, he's very, very impressive. I mean, but you know, like, but bad players can be good in batting practice. You know that. Uh, so I mean, that's the that some guys are big and strong and can hit it, but he can hit it against good pitching. I mean, I even liked him opening day against Scherzer when 
He didn't look great, but he didn't look overmatched. He looked like he was on pitches. He looked like he could follow pitches. He stayed balanced in the box. I liked the, I liked everything I've seen about him so far. I've been very impressed by him. He, he's been, he's been, and I like Conforto's approach. I think his approach has been really good. He looks very good. He looks like he's healthy. You know, he even took a ball on the outside today and almost turned it over for a home run. He took a pitch on the outside and almost flipped it into the seats and right. I mean, he looks good. Very good at the plate. We're thrilled. You know, I think everybody talked about Michael's development and, and even heading into spring training, we talked about the leadership and, and the next step that we thought he could make. And he's been everything we hoped for and, and more. He's a, Anything he's a about guy. Syndergaard and DeGrom? Now, DeGrom, I mean, I hate when I hear guys tipping pitches as soon as they give up a run. I mean, the guy hadn't given up a run in nine years, and all of a sudden uh, he's tipping pitches. I hate hearing that. But uh, he has gotten hit hard the last couple of starts. I don't know if anything to worry about with DeGrom. He said he would look to the videotape. And Syndergaard has been 3-2 and two on everybody all year. Anything about either one of those? guys pause for concern no i think both those guys are so talented and jacob has always been able to self-assess he whenever he hits it a little bit of a stumbling block which most people never see or realize but jacob's had a couple starts every year where he can't finish guys off and they foul up pitches off and his pitch count gets gets high but he goes in the video room he works with dave island they find something and he adjusts so i know he will and then Noah, i thought even the other night he threw the ball really well cold night but uh too many 3-2 yeah, counts. He's got to get guys out without, with economy of pitches, though. He's got to get some 1-2 and two outs, one and two pitch outs. He's got to. And I think the other night he worked ahead in the count well and just didn't quite finish him off. But Noah will. I, I think he's a, he's a competitor, and he's kept us in games. I mean, every game he's pitched, he's, he's given us a chance to win. How about you, your transition to this job? How's it been? I'm still having fun. <laughs> still, you're, still, I, uh, you're, not, you're not second guessing your decision yet. You're okay. Everything's good. No regrets. No, no regrets. Are you I've traveling with the, with the with team the all the time? I am. Uh, I'm traveling with the team most of the time. So far, so good. I've uh, I've been at every game, and uh, you know we'll uh, we'll obviously reassess as we go forward to to where I need to be when. But it's been a it's been a great start to the season and being around the guys and being with. Are you a presence and, in the locker room every game with these players? Are they seeing you every game, or do you go, try to stay away a little bit, or are you there all the time? Are you a, are you a presence every day around them? Every day, before okay. and after the games, it's okay. it's constant. All right. Thanks very much for coming on. Appreciate it. Good luck. Always appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Brody Van Wagenen. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.